Edmonton, that was Millennia from their most recent album, Budmo Hey, and the song was called Nichoho Ne Varela, I Didn't Cook Anything. Dobri večer i vitaju vas vsih, dorehi radio sluhači, na radio prohramu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, na pahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri, hovoris Pavlina. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. On today's program, we'll have an interview with Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps, and he'll be telling us about Ukraine War Amps' most recent uh, new program, a back-to-school program for Ukrainian students. And also he'll be giving us a little bit of history of Ukrainian independence uh, over the years and um, an update on what is going on with Ukrainian defenders today. As well, we'll have a book review of a new book released recently by Edmonton author Myrna Kostash. Olena will remind us of an event tomorrow that you're not going to want to miss if you're in the Vancouver area. And as well, we'll have other items of interest, our usual proverb of the week, and great Ukrainian music. Now, last Thursday was Ukrainian Independence Day. It was Ukraine's 32nd anniversary of independence from Kremlin control and its second anniversary of independence under vicious, brutal attack by the Kremlin seeking to regain that control. Up next is a song that I thought was very fitting uh, for this time. It's a modern rock version of an ancient Cossack Duma performed by the very popular Ukrainian group Haidemake. It's the soundtrack of a film released in 2019 on the eve of the 101st anniversary of the battle at the Kruta station. It's a film about great courage, love and faith and it symbolizes the unbreakable Cossack spirit that lives inside every Ukrainian. The song is a love story set against the backdrop of the indomitable Cossack spirit, facing the reality that in the life of a real man, there comes a time when he must face death to defend his beloved woman, family, or state. To depict the mood of the film and the song, the musicians were filmed in minus 20-degree weather in the middle of the Kiev Reservoir formed by the Kokhovka Dam, recently destroyed by Russian aggressors. The feature film itself is based on the real story of the Battle of the Kruta Railway Station in the winter of 1918. Two brothers fall in love with a beautiful woman. The Bolsheviks are approaching Kiev. The city is filled with red agents. And the government of the Ukrainian People's Republic throws all combat-capable units of the army, including cadets and students, into the fight against the enemy. 400 young men, including the protagonists in this film, stand against a well-armed army of 4,000. The Battle of Chorus was a bloodbath and will live forever in infamy, but it will also always live on as a symbol of the eternal Ukrainian quest for freedom. Here is Haida Makia with Chorinarilia, Black Earth. Белым телом 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Holos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shevchenkofoundation.ca. Славою Бог там с нею, як прийс. 
Ця земля. Слава Україні! Very popular Telnyuk sisters from Ukraine with Moi Predke, my ancestors. Up next is Vova Hazer with the group Shablia and a song that's become known as the national anthem of the defense of Ukraine, Bracha Ukrainsiu, Brothers Ukrainian and it will follow some choice words for the enemies of Ukraine. Дорогі українські народи, братья і сестри, рідні моєму серцю українські воїни, і всі ви, братья і сестри, хто разом з нами боронить нашу священну матір Україну. Весь світ дивиться на нас, на те, як ми згуртувалися, як ми не боїмося, як ми разом, кожен на своєму місці даємо відсіч кремлівській орді. Путін, ти курва заплатиш нам за все, за материнські сльози, за кожного вбитого і замордованого українського солдата, за кожен порушений сон наших дітей, за кожну пережиту світом мить війни. У тебе нічого не вийде, ми вже вас перемогли, ви всі тут здохнете, ми не здамося і не зламаємося, ніколи. Ми будемо вас збивати з такою лютю кожного по декілька разів, і навіть якщо комусь з вас Вдасться врятуватися, знайте, рано чи пізно ми всіх вас знайдемо і знищимо. Русські солдати і офіцери, у вас ще є шанс спасти свою честь. Здавайтесь в плен, спасіть ваші душі. Слава Україні! Перемога буде за нами. Смерть рашистським окупантам! Любі мої діти, мила мамо і тату, я йду на війноньку нашу землю захищати. Не плачте за мною, якщо в полі згину. Це вітав за любоненьку нашу Україну. Єднаємося, браття, цю лиху годину. Нехай ворог знає, ми за Україну Богу душу нашу віддамо єдину За нашу землю священну Україну Богу душу нашу віддамо єдину За нашу землю священну Україну
Якщо в полі згинув, Це віддав за любовненьку нашу Україну. Не плачте за мною, Якщо в полі згинув, Це віддав за любовненьку мою Україну. Welcome to Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik. Stories about Ukraine and Ukrainians in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Myrna Kostash's family memoir, Ghosts in a Photograph. Myrna Kostash documents her research for the history of her Ukrainian grandparents in Ghosts in a Photograph, using photographs, family autobiographies, mementos, and research tools, she reconstructs her grandparents' story of immigration and settlement in their new land of Canada. At the point of emigration or immigration, a family history splits in two. Ghosts in a Photograph is a Canadian granddaughter's account of her grandparents' lives in Canada and the mystery and strangeness of the lives left behind in Halichina, now Ukraine. Kostash begins her journey looking through the family photographs she has inherited. The photographs tell only part of the story, and as a result, she must look for additional resources. I have been forced as a result to make use of a variety of methods and materials to help me understand and tell of lives beyond the writ of fact-checking. She examines newspaper articles, letters, maps, official documents, taped interviews, and family memoirs. She also looks at secondary sources, such as scholarly publications, biographies, novels, poems, songs, and funeral memorial books to fill in the gaps where other testimony is missing. In the opening chapter, Myrna and her father, William, search for her grandparents' homestead. They discover a ruin described in her previous book, All of Baba's Children. Her grandfather, Fedor Fred Kostash, changed his name from Kostachuk to Kostash after arriving in Canada because the name was shorter and easier to pronounce by his fellow Canadians. She tells readers, Fedor was the Gido I never knew and about whom I remember no stories told. I may have never heard him speak, but others speak of and for him. She found interesting threads of information in her father's literary works, such as the translation of William's uncle, Peter Svarich's, Spomene Memoirs. Spomene describes the difficulties of leaving Ukraine and homesteading in Alberta. Kostash follows the historical trail back to Tulova in western Ukraine and chronicles Fedor's difficult life. She asks herself, what was he thinking? Subsequent chapters chronicle the lives of other relatives, Vasil Kostachuk, a writer, Anna Svarich, her grandmother, and the mysterious Uncle Nick. Throughout these narratives, Kostash explores a unique issue for Ukrainian immigrants. Unlike descendants of immigrants from England and Scotland or Calabria and Iceland, we Ukrainian Canadians could not keep the channels open by visits and reunions, except on carefully chaperoned group tours after the 1960s, and even with difficulty by correspondence. She also briefly examines the role of the Indigenous peoples in her family history, largely ignored in other immigrant memoirs. It is a tragic story of calamity upon calamity, malnutrition, famine, tainted government rations, TB and smallpox, deliberate refusal of food despite treaty obligations, Kostash is a skilled writer and researcher. Ghosts in a Photograph is full of touching and enlightening stories of her family history. 
She also includes useful sections which address dates, place names, geography, and abbreviations. Her extensive bibliography will be useful for researchers in studying both Ukrainian and Canadian history. Individuals looking to discover their own family roots will also find these research elements useful. Myrna Kostash was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. She received her Bachelor of Arts degree from the University of Alberta and her Master's degree in Russian Language and Literature from the University of Toronto. She is an acclaimed writer who has written several books, including All of Baba's Children, Prodigal Daughter Journey to Byzantium, and No Kidding Inside the World of Teenage Girls. She has won many literary awards, such as the Alberta Culture and Writers Guild Prize for Best Nonfiction, the 2010 City of Edmonton Book Prize, the Writers Guild of Alberta Wilfred Eggleston Award for Best Nonfiction, and the 2010 Writers Trust Matt Cohen Award for A Life of Writing. She has also served as the chair of the Writers Union of Canada. Go Cine Photograph is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thank you, Myra, for another thorough and thoughtful review. Join us again soon for another Kanishka Corner Book Review with Myra Jenik here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In the meantime, if you'd like to listen again to this or Myra's previous reviews or read the transcript, you can find them archived at our website, www.nasholos.com. Another ancient Ukrainian Cossack song that was performed by Cossack Siromaha. It is called Zatsvistale Kozachenka. 
which tra- is mistranslated actually as the Whistling Cossacks. It is a song, a love, another love song of a Cossack set against the backdrop of the eternal Ukrainian struggle for freedom. And the performer, Kozak Sidamaha, lives the life of an actual Kozak of old uh, when he's not on the road performing and uh, singing and recording and raising funds and awareness for today's defenders of Ukrainian freedom. Up next is a message from Ukraine to the Kremlin. Слухайте радіопрограму Наш Голос Радіо Кримського Кориня при мікрофоні Павлина. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Pavlina. Ukraine is under deadly attack and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians including children for food, water and medications and when possible escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Hey, там на горі січі де Гей, малиновий стяг несе, Гей, малиновий, наше славне товариство, Гей, маршируєм, раз, два, три. Гей, пові вітре зі степів, Гей, дай нам силу козаків, Гей, дай нам силу, наше славне товариство, Гей, маршируєм, раз, два, три. Гей, дай нам силу і відвагу, Гей, Україні на славу, Гей, Україні, наше славне товариство, Гей, маршируєм, раз, два, три. Since 2014, Toronto-based Ukraine War Amps has been helping wounded Ukrainian veterans and the families of the fallen in Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. When Russia ramped up its attack to a full-scale war last February, actually in February 2022, Ukraine War Amps expanded its scope to meet the needs of volunteer defenders and civilians. Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps has been keeping us here at Nasholos updated on their efforts to help Ukrainian defenders and survivors of this diabolical attack on their country. I had the privilege and honor of speaking with Jean earlier this week, shortly before Ukrainian Independence Day on Thursday, August 24th. Jean brought us up to date on Ukraine War Amps' latest project, which is a back-to-school project, and once again, he shared some fascinating historical facts that shed more light on Ukraine today. Here's a recording of that conversation. Thanks, Jean, for joining us and keeping us updated on the realities of this war that the news and social media aren't interested in. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, uh, Independence Day is coming up, and this is well, tw- 32 years now of Ukrainian independence. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, because of this war, I guess, uh, uh, we can see that independ- that event, the Independence Day, under different uh, angle, mm-hmm. different aspect of it. Yeah. You know, for, for a while, it was uh, more of uh, like when Soviet Union fall apart and whatever, f- 15 new countries emerged. Right. But right. today, we actually can see why that happened and we can see more of a nature of that independence. Mm-hmm. We can see the, how different Ukraine and Ukrainians were from the rest of the Soviet Union and uh, why that actually, it was inevitable that uh, Soviet Union going to fall apart and mm-hmm. Ukraine going to gain its independence. Yeah, And uh, 
I think today we more can concentrate on more of a reestablishing of Ukrainian statehood than just gaining independence event. And we can recall all the struggle within last century that Ukrainian been through to get to their independent Ukraine. If, if we go back into 1918, we remember that Ukrainian People's Republic uh, declared its independence in the January of uh, 1918. We remember that uh, months after Kuban People's Republic, uh, Ukrainian of, uh, of the South declared its independence. Uh, in uh, later on, same year, in November 1918, uh, Western Ukrainian uh, People's Republic declared its independence in, with capital in Lviv, and it did so before even Poland being established as an independent state. Really, I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, I- yeah, November, November the first. Wow. Yeah, November the first, wow. 1918. Wow. So, and then. Uh, and Ukrainian UNR, what we call, or Ukrainian People's Republic, been in existence at that point for a year, or almost for a year, before actually Poland became a state, or Baltic countries became states. Wow. So Ukraine emerged one of the first independent countries uh, after the uh, fall of uh, Tsar's Russia. And, and back and, then, yeah. Well, actually, there were what, like three empires that fell, that collapsed, and Ukraine um, merged all the different areas from the Russian Empire, the Austro-Hungarian, and the Ottoman Empire. Right? That's correct. That that's exactly right. And whatever we just described um, actually emphasized that initially, or main Ukraine formed on the territory of former Russian Empire, while Austrian Hungarian Empire still been in existence right till end of 1918 right and uh, that's why Western Ukrainian Republic formed a bit later okay. uh, like uh, yeah in November right. versus uh, January for mainland uh, or central Ukraine okay and uh, if we go with the last century it just begin of this parade of uh, independence and then we come into uh, 1939, March 1939, when Augustin Voloshin declared independence of Carpathian Ukraine. Being in between Russian Empire and Hitler and Hungarian, Carpathian Ukrainian declared its independence on uh, March 15, 1939 with capital uh, in Uzhurt and then Hust. And just year after, no, two years after, 1941, mm-hmm. in June, again, Oun, Ukrainian nationalists, declared renewal of independence in Lviv and in Kiev. They declared in the in summer of 1941, mm-hmm. they declared renewal of independence. Right. And that's how actually government was formed, etc. Yeah. And then after that, we actually go and uh, jumping into summer of 1990 when a declaration of independence was voted for in Kiev. Mm-hmm. And then 1991 happened. Right. So all these events together just show you how we as Ukrainians went step by step towards this day and. Today, we actually continue fighting for the independence. Exactly, yeah. And the rest, most of the rest of the world, especially the Western world, doesn't know any of this history. They don't understand why Ukrainians are so fiercely fighting. And um, it's good to, um, to review this, for, at least for our listeners. We'll know we'll be a little more informed than most people. And uh, I will understand why Ukrainians are, are so um, determined to fight for their independence. You know, in a a civilized world, we've been spoiled by democracies. You know, we talk about events like Holodomor or Holocaust, Mm -hmm. but we we don't, you know, we have so much food, we can't understand what Holodomor really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. 
we can't understand the cruelty of Russian soldiers today mm-hmm. in 2022 and 2023. Yeah. And we absolutely live in a completely different world, thanks God, yeah. and different reality. And thanks God, we don't know what it's been for Ukrainian to get through 1920s and 1930s, 1940s, etc. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, so we're lucky. We're lucky in that respect. We, yeah, we are. We are. But- we're lucky and uh, uh, we uh, just probably, we need just to try to understand and support Ukraine in its fight as much as we can. As much as we can, indeed, yeah. So you've got a new, you've had lots of different uh, programs since 2014. You had Adopt a Soldier, Visit a Soldier, and then you had um, many others after that, addressing the the immediate needs of the Ukrainian defenders. That's right. We're constantly working on new projects, new programs evolving, and uh, although our most popular programs are Adopt a Soldier, let's say, or Eye Care program where we're helping widows and children of war, right. we constantly coming up with new projects. And obviously today we are in uh, uh, back to school season. Mm-hmm. And that's our project for August and September to support Ukrainian kids on their way to school. Yeah, it must be a challenge uh, for schools to operate in the midst of a war zone. Um, Yet they are, and families are sending their kids to school. And uh, so tell us about this project. Uh, What exactly does it entail? Uh, We actually send them, again, because uh, we are in constant touch with families in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. with uh, uh, families of uh, fallen uh, Ukrainian heroes, with families of uh, Ukrainian uh, wounded soldiers and veterans. And those are uh, their kids. This family usually with extremely low income because a breadwinner either was killed or heavily wounded and all money going towards uh, medication and uh, support. So what we do within a back-to-school project, we send parcels to those families. We send parcels to specific kids to meet their needs, uh, to help them to to, to be prepared uh, to go back to school. And uh, those parcels usually include uh, stuff like uh, copybooks, books, pencils, pens, all type of markers. Everything kid would need uh, just uh, to start uh, his uh, morning uh, in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's basically uh, what we are doing. We we add in some chocolates as well, just uh, yeah. to to, <laughs> to, yeah. to make their mm-hmm. day uh, sweeter and yeah. uh, their back to school experience a bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. We ask in donation uh, forty dollars donation, which gonna cover the parcel. And uh, shipment. We also ship within Ukraine. Our volunteers actually buying, uh, sourcing all the products locally in Ukraine. We don't do it from Canada. And uh, by doing that, we support uh, even more Ukrainian business in good, Ukraine. Good. Yeah. It's also helping us to speed up the process mm-hmm. because uh, parcels in Ukraine actually moving relatively fast. And within a couple of days, uh, parcel could be created, built, packed, and received. Oh, that's good. By the end user. Yeah. So that helps us, that type of flexibility helps us a lot uh, to satisfy needs of, of the kids and requests from our donors who actually want to see their money doing things and yeah. doing it right right now yeah, yeah. when it's needed. So the uh, the supplies in this um, the back to school bundle the basket you source them in Ukraine did you say like yeah, the, yeah yeah we uh, yeah our volunteers uh, uh, build uh, build parcels locally in Ukraine okay yep. okay that's great yeah because we have uh, lucky house we have volunteer base in Ukraine and you know that's what uh, allow us to to be constantly in touch with people on the ground now. Yeah, 
Yeah, also uh, I send you a couple of pictures and uh, yeah. uh, I'll send you a picture of uh, this kid sleeping in a basement, for instance. And uh, do, you, do you remember that picture? Yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking. It was the children of fallen hero Vadim Shalotovsky. They were hiding from shelling Correct. overnight, sleeping on wooden pallets in, in, in there, bundled up, and um, probably in the basement, I guess. Yeah, it's a basement. It's a kind of apartment building. They live in apartment on the upper floors, and uh, oh, and they was... go in every night. No- yeah, every night oh. or whatever needed, they go to the basement. You since the basement, the mom saying basement is clean, but there is nothing there. It's not equipped with nothing. Bathroom, uh, water, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, yeah, and it's not even a professional shelter. It's just a basement. Mm. Yeah, it's not intended to be like a, a bomb uh, shelter. Mm. So it's mm. not that reliable, but still, they can sleep there. They, I don't know. They, they, they believe it's uh, it's better, and uh, that's uh, how horrible. And those kids, uh, you know, they uh, their their father uh, was. Uh, Defending Ukraine back in 2014, 15, yeah. and uh, and then uh, killed in the war, and for nine years, for eight years, those kids they grew up without their beloved. They they probably vaguely remember them, you know. Mm. And uh, now, under these circumstances, it's just uh, making matters even worse. So. Yeah. Here we come in with support. Yeah, so his family that's left behind is his wife and what, two children? Yeah, widow and two children, yeah. yeah. And, and they were they were little kids, now they're teenagers, yeah? yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of the examples. And uh, that's where Ukraine WAMP extending its uh, helping hand to yeah. those families. Yeah. And it's priceless, and we're asking everyone who is willing to, to join and support we inviting everyone to join our efforts. Yeah. So, by the way, it doesn't have to be. We we send in our parcel cost as forty dollars, but donors are welcome to support with any amount from like five bucks and up. Yeah. Because it's all all adding up. Sure. And all helping. Of course, yeah, yeah, and, and a Canadian dollar or American dollar goes a long way in Ukraine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I I sent you another picture of a family of um, Sergei Tovstik. And this is a hero, double amputee from Dnipro area. And um, yeah, I sent you a picture of his daughter and we support in that family as well. Sergei is double amputee now since 2015. No arms. No No arms. arms. Oh dear. Yeah. No arms. And uh, you, you, you can only imagine how how hard it is uh, for his wife to take care of him, of of the house, of the family. Yeah. And obviously, he was an IT guy. Oh. Uh, he worked in IT department, running cables, etc. So oh. obviously, it's out of uh, scope of uh, what he can do now. Yeah. Oh. That's just uh, another example where our support is uh, so crucial especially during the war when uh, supplies are so limited and uh, families uh, are trying to live as normal life as possible. But our support is always highly, highly appreciated. Well, you have volunteers that are sourcing things that uh, imagine a lot of the stores can't get, their supply chains are are broken, um, all kinds of uh, disruptions to business as usual, you know, how people just live a normal life in an, uh, you know, in a modern country. And all of that is, is being severely disrupted. So you're coming in and with a program like this and uh, on your other programs as well, certainly helps to uh, just help people to survive and hopefully eventually thrive. So how can uh, people can just um, send a donation, $40 if you can, or, or whatever you can, whatever you can manage to Ukraine war amps. Uh, yes, exactly. And uh, it could be done through PayPal, just using our email address, ukrainewaramps at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Ukrainewaramps, 
altogether at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And within Canada, e-transfer using the same email address. And uh, you're always welcome to specify back to school. We're going to know it's for that particular project. And uh, we're also going to be more than happy to get in touch with every donor and supporter and back uh, our reports. What family, who exactly received parcel on your behalf or thanks to your donation. That's amazing work that you do. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. It's, it's heartwarming. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we we all together, united with stand, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we all, everybody that can do whatever they can do is a lot. So That's so, exactly yeah. right, yeah. So any donation, and of course, you've got a Facebook page. Just go to Ukraine War Amps, um, do a search there on Facebook if, if you're not following them already. Um, there's a lot of good information there, and and your team keep us updated there. And you've also got a website, ukrainewaramps.ca. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's good information there. If this is new to um, anyone tuning in now, and uh, for those who um, are aware of it, keep on with this support because uh, these are people that work so hard and for nothing. It's a, They're all volunteers. So every kind word and word of encouragement is, is just as important as the dollars that come through, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. And uh, with uh, every dollar, there is a hope we can support another child in Ukraine. Right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jean, for the work that you're doing and look forward to talking to you again soon. Hopefully this war will be over the next time we speak. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me. And it's, my, it's, it's an honor. And it's an honor for me as well, Jean. Thank you so much. Slava Ukraini. was Viktor Morozov, originally from Ukraine, and many decades of uplifting music for Ukrainians during the Soviet and post-Soviet era. He now resides in Toronto. That song goes back to the Maidan, Oh My Dear Ukraine. (laughs) 
Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On August 27, at 9 p.m., at Kozak Ukrainian Eatery, a documentary teaser will depict the living conditions in Ukraine under war. A Ukrainian-Canadian filmmaker embarked on a journey home to see the childhood he left in Ukraine. The horrors Max Homenko witnessed were all captured and through eyewitness testimonies. Life under war is shown in the documentary Standing Free. The event will be held at the Kozak Ukrainian restaurant on the 1 West Cordova Street, Vancouver, on August 27 at 9 p.m. You can purchase the tickets on Eventbrite. On Wednesdays, tune in to the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos, which can be heard in the Vancouver listening area at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com for another hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send us your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, visit our Facebook page and for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feed, and a link to our Patreon site where you can support our work if you like, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. Nahadiu vislukite radio programu Nasholos Radio Nasho Korinya na bahatumovni radio stansi AM 1320 and our proverb of the week translates as enemies of Ukraine wanted to defeat us, but they failed and will never succeed. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. If you miss our on-air or live stream broadcast, you'll find the podcast link at our website, www.nashholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there, and I hope you'll consider supporting our work with a monthly donation. It's a labor of love. We're an independent broadcaster that relies on the community and listeners to keep the show on the air. www.nashholos.com. So our time together is coming to an end, and we'll wrap things up with Lvivsky Musica, musicians from Lviv, and Kajeva Vilna Ukraina, Long Live for Ukraine. I'm Pavlina on behalf of myself, Olena, and all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening, and Dobranich! <laughs> Let's
сказать. Хай живе, живе, вільна Україна, хай живуть, живуть вічно козаки. Хай цвіте, хай цвіте червона калина, нехай знинуть горі женьки на вічні віки. Нехай знинуть горі женьки на вічні віки. Хай ніколи не побачить сонця той, хто зрадить батьківщину. І як тайно першому вбивці на землі ніколи не було, нема і не буде прощення. Хай так не буде прощення і тим, хто заради лакомства проклятого вбив у серці своїх вололюбний дух народу нашого. Зрадив мову, відзирався віри. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.